Hello and welcome to another amazing episode of the A340 Podcast. My name is Alex Catalano and we are finals bound. I'm joined by Alex Miller, who's wearing his Tiger scarf today. <laughs> Got a Tiger, boys. He's excited. Trains uh, left the station. We're, we're on our way. Doc, he's convinced the flag's coming home. It's coming home, boys. Football's coming home. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a good time to be alive. And uh, it's not coming to punch. If I hear that one more time, I will literally vomit on top of <laughs> And meanwhile, I am just trying to prepare myself mentally for being thumped by the Eagles. Exciting. Just there to make up the numbers, are you? Hey. <laughs> Apparently. We're going to quickly recap the round that was. A couple of key games that have stood out for us this week. The Eagles and the Hawks over in Perth on a Saturday night. I did watch this game not really knowing what to expect. The Hawks had to win to keep their finals chances alive. Yep. And somehow, miraculously, they did. They did. Isaac Smith said it best after the game. I think Hawthorne was just taking the piss out of this game. <laughs> he certainly was. He was loving himself, is he? I think a relaxed vibe helps in a setting where all you can do is win. You know, if you get your job done, uh, the football gods will do their best to help you out. And it's out of your hands. So it's a it's good attitude by the big old Clarko. So, yeah, I thought Hawthorne were pretty good. Mm. I like looking at them. Mm. Well, I think, how, how do you think Hawthorne are going to go next year with Tom Mitchell back in the team? Because there's a lot, lot of... Um, Good signs coming from their younger brigade of players. I know Mitch Lewis didn't play on uh, Saturday, but he he has been in good touch over the last month. Um, Chad Wingard's actually finally playing some good football. Who Wingard would, looked amazing. Who would have Who would have thought that? Tim Bryan kicked four. Wingard actually looked on fire in that first quarter. Tim he looked Bryan. unstoppable. Tim Bryan. I said Tim, Tim O'Brien. Timmy O. Tim Big Timmy O. I was like, who's that? Yeah, he was good, Timmy. And um, oh look, Ricky Henderson. He's. Mm. It, we got we got to do we're doing our all Australian team later yes, in the in the show. But how how did he not get in the squad of forty? We'll get back to that. But the man did have a huge game. I also wanted to talk about. <laughs> you said Timmy. He's finally kind of strung uh, all of his game together. I like the look of little Ollie Hanrahan, who Miller just had a few choice words to say about. Can't say I'm a fan, but, but um, what's I'm, wrong with him? Uh, he didn't kick a goal, and he's a forward. <laughs> he still hasn't kicked a goal, I believe. Yeah. For the Hawks yet, so, or at got, least it, not this year. He's got a bit of spunk, that boy. Yeah, he's got a bit of pace about him. I like him. Yep, but he's a forward. If he was playing the midfield, I'd say good job. But uh, oh no, needs a bit of confidence, I reckon. No, I'm not saying. I'm just saying the forward kick goals. Did you boys hear? There was an article on SEN today about the future of Sean Burgoyne. Apparently, yeah. his move to the Suns is all but done. It's three, clo- year, it, three year deal. It's clo- it's closing in. Three year, three year deal. deal. That'll sure. take him through to thirty nine, won't it? Coaching player role. Jeez. Okay. Well. well He'd, he'd play, what, one year? Probably one and a half. And then... Get him to 400 games, surely. Oh, that's juicy. Get him to 400. In, 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 in some elite company. In terms of the Eagles, boys, did anyone stand out, good or bad? Uh, I thought Dom Sheed was good. Bounced back last week after a bit of a stinker against the Tigers. Uh, Elliot Yo was good as he has been all year. Shannon Hearn as well. But they just didn't come to play. I think the, the first half really set it all. Um, they just sort of seemed a bit off the pace. I think... A tough game last week, v the Tigers, um, would have hurt them. They were three goals down at half time. So it was always going to be hard to play catch up and then only two goals mm. subsequently in the third quarter. And finishing with nine goals, 13 is very unwest coast like. Yeah. Do you, do you think it's the wet weather kind of thing that, the wet weather deal that makes sides like the West Coast fatigue a little bit more? I don't know. Even plus, in the plus, first. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Uh, just before you go. And pl- plus the. <laughs> yeah, righto. Plus the, um, the fact that I've got to travel back home as well. They. Mm. No, I don't have that. I don't know. Even in the first quarter, they looked a bit flat. Obviously, they they came into the quarter time break with a goal lead, but they didn't look at their best before it even started raining. I don't know. There's a few blokes that I did want to talk about that I thought their games were a bit average. Liam Duggan had a fair bit of the footy for what he normally does. He had 19 touches, most of which came from uh, intercept marking and kicks out of the back line. He finished off with 12 marks. I thought his one on one one on one work was extremely shabby. He's not a big boy, and um, in the current age, a lot of the smaller uh, forwards and midfielders are powerful in the upper body, so I, I think that's where he will struggle a little bit, because I don't think Liam Duck is particularly keen on tackling and all that stuff. Uh, mm, he's one. He's 183, which is about James Sicily's size. I, I feel like I usually compare defenders like this to Sicily, but he's only yeah, 75 kilos. He's very lean. Very lean, so I'm not sure if he's uh, built for the physical game. James Waterman, uh, 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 Jake back. Jake Waterman. Jake Waterman. Jakey, hey? Yeah, I thought he played all right. Uh, I also think that the, the big ones, I think, is that their forward structure. You know, Jamie Cripps last yeah, week. Yeah, Cripps was the other one I was going to say. Didn't do a whole lot with it, Cat. Only the seven touches. No goals at all. The one time he did go running into goal, he absolutely sprayed it. Good to, to see left. your mate, uh, Jack Petrocelli Miller, get about seven touches and do nothing with it. Yeah, what with a footy, you expect those two guys especially to f- thrive in those conditions. Mm. Um, so that's the big thing for me. But 
Um, back to your point, Doc. I don't think the wet weather is what uh, fatigues them. I think they're not used to playing that type of brand of football. I think West Coast are a kick mark team as well. They are. They're very clean. Very clean. The and they're a bit like the Giants in some respect. I don't think they're a big fan of when it has to when it gets tough in and under. They've got some guys like Shuey and Yo who like that and Shannon Hearn but, uh, and Jack Redden. But out of those core players, uh, I can't see. There's not a, like Andrew Gaff had 37, but you wouldn't say his influence on the game would have. Mm. Yeah, yeah look, I think massive. I see what your point is. That there's not enough of them there that they actually that can actually get it done when the pressure's on. They they really worked on uh, Jeremy McGovern all game, mm. and he was very ineffective by the final siren. So, what what do you take out of that? Do you reckon teams will try and target Jeremy McGovern more because he is a serious threat in well, the in the air? Well, I think Hawthorne saw last week what Richmond did, and we did that perfectly. He didn't really have any influence on the game at all. Uh, v the Tigers, so I think. Um, He's had a quiet couple of weeks. He's been okay, but I don't know. I think West Coast they got a lot. They got a lot of work to do in and around the contest, in my opinion. Uh, mm. They're a great possession team. We know they're a usually a good goal kicking team. Obviously, the weather would hurt them, but they've got some. They got to do a bit more extracting, I think, in the middle because if it's not Yo and Shuey, um, there's not a whole lot of contested balls that are going to be winning the ball for them. So it starts in the middle for me. Josh Kennedy kicked two goals from what was it nine 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 of West Coast goals. What do you do? You see him making any impact in the in the finals? Yes, next month? because we have yeah. no tall defenders left. Well, we're not. Well, we're not really counting you boys because <laughs> oh, again, that's a bit rough. Jeez, no, 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 no respect, no respect. <laughs> to Michael Hartley, will he, will he play? Yeah, Hearts play. Surely it's going to be Hearts and uh, Hooker hmm. in the back line. Um, who, who do you reckon hmm. can combat Jeremy McGovern in a fortnight's time? Uh, no one. Jane Laverto, I think, could do a really good role. Yeah, I was going to say that. Or Begley. Begley's a bit nah, of... No, not Begley. I'd Begley. rather Laverde than um, than Begs. Maybe, yeah, running... Wusher doesn't like to tag. It was, no, he it doesn't. Was, it, we had to pull his, twist his arm behind his back to get Dylan Clark in the team yeah. to <laughs> take on that role. Um, anyway, um, yeah, West Coast. Uh, they, they, I think Josh Kenny will be his last year next year. And yeah. Yeah. If anything, we found them at just the right time. But a team who you probably don't... Two teams that you don't want to play... At the moment. No, no, no. The Tigers and the Lions did battle on Sunday Arvo at the G. What a clash it was. What a clash it was. 75, 76,000. 76,866 off the top of my head. Pretty sure that's the highest Brisbane crowd. Yes. In yeah. Highest non, non-Victorian non side at the G has pulled well, this you get, year. You were getting a first place, fourth clash on a Sunday afternoon. Mm. Treat um, kids get in free. <laughs> true, true. A few hundred thousand small children. Um <laughs> But no, it was a good game. Obviously, the Tigers won 12-10-82. Brisbane 8-7-55. So, 27-point win. The Lions didn't look out of it, though, at no. any point, I wouldn't say. That, that first, The first half, kind of like halfway through the second quarter, was looking a bit grim when you guys had kind of a string of getting it forward very fast and yeah. finding Rewalt and Lynch pretty much every time. Well, I think the first quarter more. Yeah, I think that first quarter really ruined Brisbane. After yeah. that, they were pretty good. I think the third quarter was their best. They combated really well. Um, I think Chris Vagan would have said some... Strong words at half time to get them in the gist, but they were right at the start. Obviously, uh, Hugh McClellan kicked a beautiful goal from You're the Dom. Big sheet. fan of that. Oh, it was just amazing! Beautiful <laughs> kick, Hugh McClellan. We know he's a good user. Um, he had twenty eight touches, cat. One of the goals which we just mentioned. Yeah, not bad. High marks at eighty six percent disposal efficiency as well. So get him on a wing in the Australian side. Well, we'll have to find out who's on that <laughs> wing in a little bit, but um. Lockie Neal obviously set a career high for 51 touches. It's ridiculous. Will he even get the three Brownlow votes, though, is the real question. No, with, with Dusty having one of the games, I thought Dusty played almost as good as he did since well, the Brownlow. Lockie had about 15 clearances and, 20, and 25 contested possessions, and he went at about 87% efficiency. He, he didn't really have a, a damaging impact where Dusty was hitting 50 I don't know. I, passes. It's, hard, it's very hard, very generalised to say he didn't have a damaging impact. He got... To the ball first, fifty. He's contested possessions twenty five. That's twenty five times that he got to the ball first and got it out, yes. whether that was to hit one of his teammates or not. Well, most of the time it was. Well, yeah, with those just that disposal efficiency. So I think it's hard I to mean, say that he didn't have as much of an like impact. Attacking I'd be looking at the rest of the Lions he, as opposed to him. No, no, no. He, in terms I'm, of I'm, he, made, he made a significant impact that game. You can't deny that. I'm, yeah. not, so, I'm not denying that. You're not listening. Um, I'm <laughs> saying that Dustin. I'm putting words in my mouth. An attacking impact. Well, yes, he was playing more forward. He kicked two goals no, as well. Yeah, but both these goals, well, one of them came from the centre square. Yes, that was quite scary to watch. The second one, 
Lockie Neal couldn't do if he tried, unfortunately. <laughs> he was shrugging <laughs> off blokes like oh. nothing else, Dusty. Sh- shrugged off Noah Answorth, only into Marcus Adams to see the two of them fall on the floor. Go around the right foot. Bang. Take a bit of an effort to Go! shrug off that frame <laughs> of oh. you. Marcus Adams is a huge, huge, a huge lad. We're both, both thick specimens, muscle-wise. You know, <laughs> do, re- do you reckon Marcus Adams got exposed a little bit on Sunday because of Jack Rewalt kicking four goals on him in that, f- in that opening term? Mm. Do you reckon he got exposed a little bit, or is that just... Richmond's um, ball use in, up in the middle, and Brisbane's and uh, Brisbane not I bringing the pressure. He can't. Um, yeah, he's not as good on like chasing a lead. I think Adams. He's good one on one. He's a third tall for body me, work Marcus on. Adams, especially yeah. with the setup that they have with Harris Andrews and uh, Darcy Gardner, who are both elite, in my opinion, one on one defenders. Yes, as we saw Harris Andrews had that standing game boys on Tommy Lynch, who only kicked the one. Um, I think, yeah, Adams is the third tall for me, but uh, I think it goes back to the kicking in 50. There are a couple of times where Rewalt was maybe 20 metres away from Adams and it was lace out and nothing anyone could do. But uh, it does uh, maybe come back to the Brisbane defenders, Doc, like you mentioned, clogging up a bit of space. Um, but, yeah, uh, Brisbane all round, I, I think they take a lot for the game. The biggest thing for me is they beat us in the clearances by 16 still. Yeah. So up at the Gabba, uh, there's a lot lot they take out of that. They're calling it the Gabba Trois, so be careful. I'm very nervous. It's going to be a huge l- 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 loser of that plays the uh, the doggies. The concerning thing Week for two. me as well is that <laughs> Jared Lyons... It's already a, a given for him that they've beaten the Giants, apparently. Yeah, he's already booked his flight. <laughs> Alex Witherden was quiet, though, boys. Only the 17 touches, but they didn't have a whole mm. lot of ball use out of the back line. I thought no. they were pretty quick rebounding 50s. Lincoln McCarthy, a lot of, did, a lot of Lincoln McCarthy didn't do much uh, either. Uh, he, he was very well held by Liam Baker, who had twenty disposals, and I thought he was. I think this was his best game for you guys, Baker. He's done well down. He was Baker, amazing. He? he was he, amazing. He's a gem, Liam Baker. He's going to be a absolute gun. Good to see him re-sign for a two-year deal. Uh, I thought Oscar McInerney did well, considering we had the dwarf stand back. Um, <laughs> Nathan Broad played one of his better games again. I keep he's improving, and uh, Dave Asprey showed. Really how good he is. I, I don't think yeah. Daniel McStay did a whole lot with the pill. Only had the nine touches and no scoreboard. But no. one of the greatest matchup boys from the whole weekend and the season was seeing two All-Australians, probably, you'd think, um, in Charles Cameron and Dylan Grimes going at it. Oh, Grimes, he... Look, I've said it before. I think he's dirty. He does a lot of arm pulling and jumper holding, but... Who doesn't, though? But he is an extremely versatile player and has shown that. I think one of the weekend. favourite things from the weekend about the footy... Is that uh, <laughs> the foopy? We saw a chaos ball come in from Brisbane and the bouncing, bouncing towards Charles Cameron, and he thought he's going to run off with this Charlie. And um, Dylan Graham thought, "Oh yeah, I'll get it." And the v- bounce went through his legs, and Charlie ran into an open goal and said, oh. "Cop that, <laughs> cop, cop that, cop, cop that, that you chum." <laughs> and the last Brisbane boys we want to get a talk about before we get to the Tigers is uh, Cedric Cox. Yeah, mm. I want to ask you, Doc. We like the look of him. Only had the nine touches, but he hasn't played any senior footy at all really this year. Yeah, he's he's um. He's, he's one of those like Brisbane. Brisbane's reserve side is unbelievable at the moment. They they finished top, didn't they? Undefeated. Undefeated. Eighteen and zip percentage of two hundred. So there's about <laughs> so there's probably about ten to twelve Brisbane players in that team that could be getting games elsewhere. Well, one of Cat's favourite. Who? Keys. 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 Can't unlock oh, the door. Get to him get in. into Chris Vagan's office. Get him in. Get, get Keys in. Can't have a conversation saying so get me in. Look, it, it's a little bit disappointing because I would because when you consider the fact there are lots of players in that Brisbane team that are banging down the door in in the twos for selection. You know Cedric, who else? Cedric Cox didn't do a great deal. A man who needs to get in that team as well, but unfortunately, in a very stacked position, Corey Lyons. I heard whispers yeah. that he may be winning the Lions best and fairest. Oh, he's still very young. In the kneeful. It's, it's his second second year, second year, yeah. Apparently he's had an amazing year, though. Well, yeah, no, he has. No doubt he has, but you looked at the Brisbane midfield on the weekend, the clearance number. I know, how do you, how do you get, in, to that? get in at yeah. the moment? A um, couple of times I want to touch on quickly before we get to... Um, yes, very quickly. Who's the man? Dan Presley, boys, had that standing sort of back half of the year, the last 10 rounds for me. He had 30 touches himself. Yeah, if it was all Australian since Dubai, he'd be in. Yeah. He'd be in. Hooley had uh, 30 touches at 90% efficiency, 15 handballs, 15 marks. Jane Shorts had a back half of the year since coming back from his injury with 23 touches. Dusty, we mentioned. Uh, Liam Baker, we also mentioned. Jack Graham was relatively quiet, had a bit of the ball, but butchered it a fair bit. Nick Vloshan was important. Mm. I think uh, in the backline structure. And uh, last but not least, we talked about Jack Rewalt, but four goals in the first half. He he was really well held by Ryan Gardner mm. um, in the second half, but he had a good lynching, good game. And Tom Lynch, just quickly, uh, only the nine touches, but the one goal. I thought he had a good team influence on the game, though, boys. 
Yeah, Lynchy. Um, he still took uh, seven marks. So. I suppose just having that that other tall target there is always going to help your structure yeah. a bit. Um, yeah, no, he's, he was all right. And the last yeah. thing, what do you think of the ruck battle, boys? Obviously, Nankervis probably will come back in in a week's time. I think Soldo's done more than enough to keep his spot. It's going to be really hard for Nankervis to get back in. I agree. Like it, yeah, it, it's I like, it's I like Choldo, big Chol. Nah, it, it, big Chol it's a it's a it, yeah, it's a similar right. situation at Adelaide because we saw Riley O'Brien come out for Sam Jacobs, and Riley O'Brien's been playing great football. Mm. <laughs> Funny you mentioned that, Doc. I was listening to the Crisis at Tigerland episode last night. Oh, oh yes. recorded earlier in the year, and it was <laughs> Riley O'Brien's first game, and we we're all listening, and we uh, we said that Riley O'Brien uh, doesn't look up to Chop, and, uh, <laughs> had that shocking kick, as we all know. And, uh, literally, uh, eight weeks later, we were calling him as one of the top five ruckmen in the league. So, judge it. Football changes a lot. Don't be too quick to judge. We're idiots here today, so we don't. <laughs> well, what <laughs> we would like to judge we obviously this week, best. though, we oh. want to know who's the man. We ask ourselves this question every week. Mm. So we're going to start with Doc. Doc, I think I think who's your man? I think we already talked about him, Lockie Neal. Do you want me to grab another man quickly? Oh no, I mean Lockie. Fair enough. Look at the the stat line is speaks for itself. I mean, I mean, I felt like we talked a little bit about Lockie Neal already, so I kind of feel a bit cheated. All ah, right, he's your man. He's your man, Miller. Who's oh, your man? C- come back to me. <laughs> who's your man, mate? Uh, I've gone with the uh, retirement club. Mm. Uh, Jared McVeigh and Kieran Jack. Obviously, Kat, you said you were tearing up on the weekend, which is a bit sad. I know. It's, I don't know, something, maybe the amount that I passionately hate Sydney somehow flipped over into I think Doc was shaking his fist love. at the TV when uh, Kieran Jack kicked the goal. Okay. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. It was a great thing to see. All the Swans boys were pointing him towards <laughs> goal. As soon as he got the ball in his hands, all of them pointed at goal and said, it's have a ping, have a ping. And no, he I, did. I'm, I'm just going to say... He jumped, on, he jumped on Sammy Reid and the Swans crowd got up and about... It okay. was lovely to see. Okay, I've, 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 I have rubbished Kieran Jack a bit this season, but he's had a good career. I'm not going yeah, not, not to you know hide that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm go- he's not going to hide it. Not going to not going to hide that. I just think the last couple of seasons he's just been a bit past his prime, mm. and, he yeah, need, and he needed right. and he needed to make way for somebody else. Mm. It was it was a it was a great moment. Him and McVeigh kicking the goals. It was um look, I'm not a big Sydney fan, but I thought it was quite touching. It'll stand a test of time. <laughs> Quite touching. Right in the fields. I think, um, yeah, Jared McVeigh as well, boys. What a career he's had. We know his accolades, all Australian premierships. Mm. Done everything, Jared. Good egg. the club for a long time. But the one stat before we eat this egg is every season of his 16-season career, the halfbacker has kicked at least one goal. Wow. Which is just, it's just crazy. He just runs himself up there, I guess. He's just always up there. He was cheeky on the weekend. He's up forward. He loved it. <laughs> That's and, unreal. Uh, his goal was beautiful. Um, Tom Papley. Uh, yes. One of the most selfish but unselfish things. Pap. Pap loves a girl, but he thought, oh, probably should give this one. Give off. it to give it to Macca. Um, so. But yeah, he, they both had sensational careers, and um, I think blood's culture. Blood's culture, yeah. But I think the big thing is what Kieran Jack's done for football up in Sydney is uh, instrumental. Mm. Um, he's just been a big. He was the big sort of face, I guess you could say, boys for when you know before Buddy was there, and Kieran Jack was in the prime with Dan Hanabry and Luke Parker, and they were building something special and. Yeah, it, he's had a tremendous career, and we wish him all the best. Fantastic. Fantastic. I've, I've pick, I have picked up a man. Yes. I was going to put him in as my hardboard, but I picked up another hardboard as well. So Here we go. So for my, my, my man this week is, Je- is Jezza Cameron, the, the, oh, ski- yeah. the skier. The um, sk- <laughs> <laughs> he got his snow gear on up in, up in the Gold Coast. <laughs> he absolutely had a field day against the Gold Coast. <laughs> Who wouldn't? Um, 19 disposals, 9 goals, 5. We only needed 7 to... Uh, wow. Take take over the. Uh, could have really had twelve. There was a real, yeah, a real moment. Could have had twelve. With a real moment of elation from him when he kicked his goal to put him in front of the Coleman, where he kind of looked at the crowd and raised his arms up in the air, and it looked like almost a weight was off his shoulders. Look, looked at the crowd. What the uh, the only twenty people that turned up that game, or <laughs> well, the giant supporters that were there were a big <laughs> fan, except for the one. I don't know if you boys saw it on TV, but there was an old Sun supporter in the crowd who had a few choice words to say to Chesa <laughs> when he kicked that goal. Right, okay. That's I won't <laughs> repeat them on air, but it was quite quite good lip reading, if you ask me. <laughs> that is good. Good, good on you, Cat, for uh, reading what he said. But yeah, I think uh, you'd probably say half the time the GWS players were going to give it to him anyway because he he probably wanted the Coleman's his first Coleman in his career. If you would have would have believed that, yeah, I would have. Um, he's gonna get. He's gonna get the. He's gonna get an Australian spot. There's no doubt about that. And um, well done. Well done to Jezza. Seriously, uh, we we do make a lot of uh, fun about him and his ability to wail on the on the really bad teams. But uh, 
he's he's had a, he's had a really good year. Well, and you don't you don't earn a Coleman by being terrible. No, no. you don't win. You, you don't win. Said he's terrible. It's just no. disappears sometimes. But I think the big thing, Cap, before we get to your egg. Speaking mm. speaking of disappearing, I just can't wait to see him kick no goals against the Bulldogs week one. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? You know, he kicked thirty after. Five rounds was it or six? Jeremy Cameron. Yeah, it was yeah, early. Yeah, Keep he really, really, early. Tur- really turned up a bit early. Turned on the heat and literally was in the frying pan cooking up. And then um, <laughs> obviously the injury, he missed about four, three, four weeks. So to win a Coleman missing a bit of footy is, is no easy feat, especially in this current era. And after Big Boner kicked out uh, ten last week, Ben Brown. So congratulations to him. Mm, well done. Well done, Jessa. Uh, well, no, actually, we're actually, still who's the man. We did talk about Dusty already, yes. but he was my man just for the huge impact he had on the game. Two goals and 21 touches. Just kind of fantastic. Showed why he's still one of the best players in the comp. Very cool. Now, I would like to talk about eggs, though. I would like to crack <laughs> some eggs, and I would like to dish mine up first. Okay. I've got, okay. I already, I pre-prepared it, actually. I've got, egg. This I've is, got, is going to be good. I've got the plate. <laughs> I've got the plate. Pulled it out over here. Got a little, um. He ordered it from Uber Eats. It's a, a scrambled, a scrambled, a man who got delisted on, a man who got delisted on the first day of the off season, that being yesterday. Mm. Rough mad Monday for him. From North Melbourne. Reese Shaw swung the hammer and said, Nathan Trovat, you're done. And <laughs> Look at this. He's loving it. Doc loves it. I have probably been Nathan Trovat, one of his biggest critics. I don't think he's belonged on an AFL list for a couple of years now. Very cool. Um, the, man finished, the man finished his career on 69 games. Um... Good number to be. handful of goals. Um, his highest disposals this year has been, surprisingly, he hit 21 disposals in his second last game against Port. He's played the last two weeks, and I think he probably knew he was going to get delisted because he was playing his heart out a little bit, but I don't think... I don't think Not Nathan, enough for Big Racy. <laughs> I don't think Krovat's ever been a, uh, or hasn't been an AFL-level player for this a very long time guts, now. Like you said, Doc. Man, Monday, you're rocking up to the boys. Reese goes, oh, just quickly, before you get into the beers. <laughs> yeah, you're chopped. You're Nathan, chopped. can you just you're pop done. in the office for a sec? Oh, can you re-sign next year? Oh, you're getting deep. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, when you get told that, wouldn't you actually go a bit harder at Mad Monday and just... Oh, for sure. Trash he's, the club. <laughs> <laughs> he's got nothing to, um, got nothing to lose now, Krovat. Nathan Rovatch just uh, destroyed the bathroom. But he is... <laughs> There's toilet paper all over the walls. Here. He's thrown mops everywhere. There's... He is He is still only 25 years of age. Okay, so His life's a train wreck. Um, he could he could find himself to a VFL club or something. In the, uh... He doesn't weigh much, does he? A little boy. No, he's a little boy. He's a little lad. Um, I, I, remember, I remember come, uh, the two, I think it was 2012, he was drafted. A lot of people compared him to uh, Sam Mitchell. <laughs> Good one. Oh my. <laughs> it was a good one. Oh, oh good one. <laughs> so um, we will see. That's a good egg. We will see what happens in Trovat's re- future. Not really a good egg, but you know. No, a good one to but, uh I can't see him going much further than ending up on a VFL team. So good luck with that, Nathan, and thanks for everything you've done. Doc, you want to go next, mate? <laughs> thanks for uh, the very little you've produced. <laughs> um, so, okay, so my hard boiled goes to uh, Daisy Thomas for a yes. pretty big career. I think, mm. what was it, 230 plus? Games. I'll check for you. Here you go. Yes, because well yes, my internet's a bit dodgy at the moment here at Swinburne. I wrote Dairy Thomas. <laughs> dairy Thomas. <laughs> dairy Thomas. Bit of dairy bell about him. But yeah, he's a, he's been a premiership player in Australian down at Collingwood. Um, his last ga- played his last game on the, on the weekend against Geelong. Very, uh, it was solid. I, I think he can go again. I honestly think he can. If the two hundred and fifty-eight games, Doc. Okay, so I didn't miss. Wow. So so I missed the mark by not very much. Um. <laughs> But yeah, well, well done to him for such a good career, and I thought it was a very touching gesture that he gave to, gave his uh, jer- his Guernsey to a uh, very diehard Carlton supporter. Now, I had a look at the footage on Sunday morning, and I could not believe it. I'm I'm dead set serious. I'm about ninety five percent certain that I literally played on that bloke who got the jump who got the jumper from Daisy. <laughs> Caulfield Two's player. He knows who he is. <laughs> you if, know who you are, mate. <laughs> if, if if he listens to it. He's, he's Come on your, down. Here's your special cheerio, mate. Have you on the show? You well done. It. Good on Daisy for giving it to him as well. Great, yeah. great move. I, he loves his blues. I play. I, I literally, he was he was my direct opponent in the second half of that game. Oh yes. Uh, played, Had play, a bit of a chat, did you? Yeah. No. He was like he was like to me because the season was our seasons were over. Like mm. it was the last game of the season. He was like, oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to sink the piss and put the pun on. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I should be. Good man. Good man. That's uh that's uh your trademark to his footy. Good man. It's <laughs> good egg. But well done to Taisy. Daisy. Oh, Taisy. Good career. Taisy. Taisy. <laughs> Great career. Went out with class. Miller, crack oh. us an egg. 
I'm going to crack one and I'm going to fry it till it's pitch black. Oh, no. We're not going to eat it because we're going to throw it straight in the trash. It's <laughs> the West Coast Football Club. Burnt. <laughs> Damn. We talked about that briefly, boys, but they've got a lot, a lot of work to do over the next week. I think uh, Essendon, they get, I hope they don't think Essendon are going to be a walkover because, Cat, you may not see it, but I think the Bombers going to put up a bit of fight. I'm always not just increasingly pessimistic about my team. So. Not just for each other, but I think for Woosher and for Smack mm. McKernan. For Smack. I think they're going to show a bit of heart and... Uh, I think West Coast got some work to do over the break. Hopefully, I can get. I think structurally they've got a little things to do, especially defensive wise. That they've sort of gone off where they were really good. So mm. they're my fried this week, and they got some work to do. The Weagles. Yeah, I, right. I eh? think they can get it done. So I've overcooked the egg and thrown it out, but I can recrack it and cook it, and it can be a hard boiled <laughs> and still get a fresh one. The yummy. Yeah, right. But I think that, that they got some work to do, and if they can do it, I can be. Um, I think if you want time. a hard boiler, you might not want to crack it actually, mate. Just want to chuck it in the okay, pot we'll have in a the shell. Poached. What are you, a chef? <laughs> uh, I know <laughs> my eggs. I know my eggs, all right. <laughs> anyway. Is that enough brunches to know? Well, we've got a few we, <laughs> we've got a bit of we've got a bit of news about uh this week. A few a few big ones. Coaching wise, been a bit of a rumor about the Dons. I'm not sure about this. About Wusher to apparently he's stepping down, not being sacked. Well, we I say That's that. A nice but, way of and Benny hey, Wusher, will you please get out of the box? Ben Rutten apparently <laughs> may be taking over. The rumours were circling around Carousella, big, big Blakey, when big, he came over. But hunting. no, we're going truck hunting at the Dons, apparently. And they found him in the truck yard. What do you boys think about think about that? Um, uh, well, you start, Doc. I, honestly, I don't mind this. I think it's a good... Uh, it, there's a, there's a sense of uh, change of direction where Essendon are going. I'm sorry, I just pulled up his uh, Wikipedia page and I saw Ben Truck rotten and I, uh, pop up. I couldn't I couldn't help myself. Trying <laughs> the screen, bang. I, th- I think Wush's time's nearly done anyway. It, whether whether or not they beat West Coast by some miracle, or whether or not they have a good record next year, because he's out of contract in the next year. Wusher. he's I I just don't see him coaching beyond that. If he if he decides to step down this year, and I I I'm of the belief he can, he will. I think I think Wusher Wusher. I told you boys off air this, and there's a bit of a theory circling around here. He's got family. He's got family based in WA. Mm. There's a there's a job in Fremantle that's open. Ooh, he could, I can't say it. If if his heart is into it. They will at least consider him coaching. I was going to say, if Wushard steps down from us after the finals, then there's no way that Freo do not do their due diligence and at least talk to him. That's Why wouldn't cool. they? Why wouldn't they? The, he, Wusher brings a, a different game style compared to old Roz. Ross. Roz. Roz Lane. I, I can't stop saying Roz now. Roslina. Roz. <laughs> but uh, I can't. I, Natalia Pye. There's di- there's different coaching styles between Wusher and Ross Lyon. Ross Lyon is more defensive, and it hasn't worked with Frio's list. If you use if you use Wusher's game style with Frio's list, I think they can make I think Frio can make some noise next mm. year, permitting injuries and a healthy list. On the other side of the coin, Cat, yes. uh, Ben Rutten can't say I know a whole lot about his coaching career. He joined us as the backline coach this year. He had previously been working at the Tigers as the backline mm. coach. So Good he's player. been he's been around a bit of success. Good player he was. Yeah, he was very very serviceable for a long great, time. Great, great big dog. Man. He's been around. That, that is true, Cat. Now you mentioned it. he's been in coaching for a while. I'm not sure. It is a big step up. Uh, we know. Yes. Um, well, I don't think we would appoint him if we didn't no. think he was ready. No, absolutely not. But if you gave me the choice between the truck and Carousella, I would definitely take Blake. No offense to Ben. Similar experience is is the thing for me. Yeah, it, I think. Uh, Carousel, he's done it at Geelong. Carousel, I've heard his uh, his footy brain is rated a bit higher. Oh, he's got a bit of IQ. It, it, yeah. it says here that I'm they're saying Ben Rutten doesn't. Mm. He probably has mm. just been around the senior, more senior coaches. I think Rutten's also younger. He's only thirty six. Yeah. So it, it it says here that um the the club's going to likely recruit a senior figure externally to support Rutten. So maybe it could be Blakey. Maybe maybe Blake Carousel is that senior figure. Yeah, well, Harvey. I think boys is a name you got to throw in the pot though as well. Yeah. Yeah, very Bucks loves him. Spoke extremely highly mm. of him in his um a press conference a couple of weeks ago. Said if said if he if he got in a what did, what the quote was something like Bucks if he got in a if he got in a car crash today he'd trust Harves to take over everything at the club and it would still run smoothly. Oh, that's nice. So he's um, good endorsement. It's a great reference. No, please don't. <laughs> please don't crash your car, no, Bucks. Please, Nathan. Um, 
Let's talk about more off-field dramas, boys. Mm. The Crows. Oh, yuck. We've been calling for this for a little while. Speaking of the episode that we I re-listened to, we did say that the Crows were projected to get top four with that list, and obviously it's been a big old flop. They've missed finals. A belly flop, as I would say. Yeah. They finished, where did they finish? 12th? 11th. 11th. 11th so in the end. Looking at our list, there's a lot of things they need to do. We did mention briefly last week about trading the Crouch boys, but obviously I can't see that happening anytime soon. going to be a lot of trades going on who, for who, the Crows, though. Who would you rather trade away? Would you rather trade away the Crouch brothers or would you trade away Sloan and Walker? Sloan and Walker won't leave. They'll never leave. That's a problem. I agree with Kate. They will never leave. Realistically, if I had a fresh club, I didn't have any co-captain rubbish shit, and I... Oh. <laughs> And I had, um, <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he was the one who said no swearing. I had it like this. I would have just said, yeah, Sloan out. I would have got done it last year, cashed in with St. Kilda, get some first round picks, try and get Hunter Clark over or somebody like that. Oh, is he an SA boy, Hunter? Doesn't matter. You try and get the best. No, nah, he's, he's a big boy, Hunter Clark. Mm. Don't care about that homegrown <laughs> rubbish. Nonsense. Um, Speaking of homegrown, Jack Lukosius, you'd get, you'd get him back in. Luko. Okay. Anyway, the Crows, <laughs> Don Pike, yeah, okay, that's all right. um, some players have been considered, the CEO and um, the board are all in review. Mm. I think it's similar similar with the Ken Hinckley and the John Worshold. I think these year, well, they're all going to be assessed at the end of next year. I can't see anyone having any coaching turnover right of now for me. I think it's interesting how the middle of the table teams have all come under fire more than the bottom. Well, I think Stewie Jew's got a lot of work. I, I, don't, I think he needs a senior head, and I think Sean Burgoyne, and they're going to get some pretty highly regarded assistant coaches to help him out. In mm. They're going to get they're going to get a priority pick as well. I think that's given. Bad loss is just going to look after himself. <laughs> Simon think, Bad loss. I think he. Well, he's on. He, he's starting to come under fire now. Mm. And it's about bloody. T- I think the game against <laughs> um, Sydney really opened up the wounds, and they realised yeah. in a winnable game to get down by fifty five points or whatever it was, you got to look at yourself in the mirror. You boffin. Um, <laughs> you boffin. So, yeah, Adelaide, they're having a think. Hopefully no mm. trips up to Alice Springs with the Richmond voodoo music on. <laughs> scare them senseless. But that's what's going on. There's a couple of interesting things today, boys. Obviously, Jack Martin requesting a trade. That's yes. true. Doc, We're, obviously, you wanted to land at the Dogs, but heavily linked with St. Kilda and Carlton as well. At the moment, what I'm reading is it's the Dogs and Carlton who are the front runners. St. Kilda's... Where did you get St. Kilda from? Uh, it's just on there. Uh, on, the, on the tomorrow. Fox Footy article. <laughs> barbecue, hey? Smoky um, barbecue. Bit of mustard. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, <laughs> Stephen Hill as well, boys. Sweet chilli. Uh, bit of peri-peri mayonnaise. Doc has ended all uh, trade talk with him, re-signing until the end of 2020. Oh, this is Stephen Hill. One. Yep. Stephen Hill, yep. Um, so hopefully he can get back to his best. We know how good he's been. Um, he's been in the Australian 40, I think, a couple of times in his career. Um, he's always had good talent, Stephen Hill. He's just run down with injuries lately. Very good player. Uh, Kel Marti still had a contract, nothing on him yet. And the last one I want to ask you about, boys, is um, Tyson Goldsack. Veteran of the Pies. Didn't play any games this year. He's, his body's sort of past it, they're saying. But he's going to go down as a great cult figure for the Pies and a, a great person of the footy world. Yeah, Col- Collingwood absolutely love him, the sack. Um, what, can you, what can you say about him? He's a, Yeah, as you said, great club person. Probably one of the most loved players in that team if the Pies, if the pies had to pick one. You can even hang around the club, Kat? Cold sack. Um, I don't really... I think he's done a bit of development coaching kind of stuff in the background before, so he could. He could. Okay. I think, he, I think he, they'd be silly to not... to just let him fly off into the wilderness. All right. Got a good brain. Yeah, Funny the, bloke. This is the juiciest part of the episode, boys. <laughs> We're getting into the... All Australian teams. So what's, so what's going to happen? We are actually going to pick a team live. Well, As we have. We've pre-planned our teams, haven't we? We do have we, teams. We have. Yes, we have. I think what we should do, plug oh, plug our, our individual teams up on the on the Insta, perhaps. Okay. After this episode. Yeah. And we'll give a chat as to what we've done in those. So what are we going to do now, then? Let's have a look through our teams, eh? Hey? Let's have a look at the squads. Oh, so we're going to put them up once we've talked about them. Uh, yes. 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 Okay. Um, so this is from, you would have all seen, or some of you may not, on the AFL website and on the A3 Footy Podcast website, uh, Instagram, sorry. Uh, we we got put one yet. up the Australian 40. Um, so we have selected our best 22 from the selection of the 40 pool. So mm-hmm. obviously no players have been taken outside of this group. We're going to start with Doc. But the last thing as well, there's going to be the unlucky chaps, a section where uh, players that weren't included in the 40, a backman, a midfielder, and a forward will be included at the 
end. Yes. So, so we have so we have to pick a, a back, a mid, and a forward each. Yes. Okay. No, no, yeah, yes, yes. Yes. All right. That sounds good. He's confused. So you get started, Doc. All right. So what are we doing? Am I am I just going through every player in my 22? Yep. You can go from forwards to backs, backs to forwards. I'll just go backs to the bench. Uh, so full back line, I've got Dylan Grimes, Harris Andrews, and Brad Shepard. Yes. Half half backs, uh, James Sicily, Jeremy McGovern, and Tom Stewart. Yep. My mid, my midfield. We'll go. We'll go two wings and the center. Yep. Adam Trelaw, Jack McRae are the two wings. Patrick Cripps in the middle. Yeah, I like that. Ooh. That's good. Brody Grundy in the ruck, followed by Lockie Neal and Marcus Bonapelli. The forwards. <laughs> Half four. <laughs> what? And now the forwards. Now the forwards. Yep. Michael Walters, Jeremy Cameron, Patrick Dangerfield. Okay. And full forward line, Charlie Cameron, Ben Brown, Gary Ablett. Bench? The bench, I've got Nat Fife. That's all <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Basha Hooley, Travis Boak, yep. and Jack Darling. Okay. Well, what I would like to say... Now, I want you, uh, Doc, while Kat's racking off his, to have a think about your people that missed out on the 40. People have missed out on the Give me a, a back of forward and a mid when I get back. So, okay. we're going from... Carolina, you are going next. So, you got to go from back to forward. you got to go from forward to back. No, nah, we'll go from back to forward as well. You guys are boring. I'm going to go forward to back. My back line... What's wrong with that? Very, very, looking very similar to Doc's, but a few difference. Dylan yeah. Grimes, Harris Andrews, Brad Shepard. Then we've got Basha Hawley, Jeremy McGovern, and Nicky Haynes. Mm. In the centre, Hugh McCluggage is on one wing. Tim Kelly's on another. And Adam Trelaw is in the centre. Can I, can I stop you just for a second? He was looking at my All-Australian team whilst we were in class for about 30 minutes. So. Cheater. Anyway. He's like the uh, the cat that's um, at primary school trying to copy your homework. Mate, I got... This is all my original... <laughs> this is all my original stuff right here. I'm choosing from the same 40 you are. Mate! <laughs> you want to have words about that? Mate! Hey, look at my summer cookie. I'm going to have to meet you outside the studio later. Get on with it. Behind the bloody bike shed. Cat. Half and we'll have a few fisticuffs. Half cat, forwards. Cat. You know I'm just kidding. Half forwards or it's on in the box. <laughs> you know I'm just Hold kidding. On. I, thought we'd I will not on. work with you. Gentlemen, let's move on. You know I'm just kidding. I want an apology from you, Catalano. I thought I thought we already had moved on. Apologise to Doc. <laughs> I thought we already had moved apologize on. Apologise now. <laughs> Get out of the box. Doc, you apologise then. I thought we'd already apologised, mate. <laughs> apologise to each other before <laughs> we go on. My forward line. Now. I'm sorry, Doc. I know you were joking. Okay. Moving I, on. I, I forgive you, son. Boffins, both of you. Mickey Walters, Ben Brown, and Marcus Bontempelli because I didn't want to put him on the bench, and I thought I don't mind that one. Marcus put him on half forwards, not bad. Like Full forward, Sir Charles Cameron, Jeremy Cameron, and Jackie Darling. Then we've got the rucks. Brody Grundy is my ruckman. I don't think it's it's hard to go past him this year, isn't it? Lockie Neal and Jackson McRae, and then on my bench I have Patrick Cripps, Nathaniel Fife, Joshua Dunkley, and Shannon Hearn. Okay, have you got your Unlucky chaps. Yes, mate. I've got a few chaps. Hit me with them. All right. Well, backline, a man who I've been going on about. Actually, you know what? There's a few from the backline, but I only name one. Thank you. I only name one. Good man. Darcy Byrne-Jones. I genuinely think he could have made the squad He was literally your failed uh, specimen last week. <laughs> yeah, you, ri- you yes. absolutely ripped him a new one. I gave him a spray How because... How many fantasy points, Doc? It was eight, wasn't it? <laughs> I gave him a spray because I love him and I think he's a very good player. Yes. Um, and I genuinely think he could have made the team in a year where there are almost no... Running players off the half back line. Okay. So, okay. Uh, my midfield boffin, Brad Hill, stiff as. Oh, yes. Stiff yes. as. Should have yes. been on the wing. Should have been on the wing. Forward? Uh, as for a forward boffin, I don't really have one, but um, a few people talking about Tommy Lynch being robbed. Yeah. Uh, I reckon you're probably going to talk about him, but. Yeah, I will. <laughs> he should have, probably should have gotten in the right. squad at least. Right, okay. okay. Well, I'm going to start. From forward. Yeah, all right, right. Back okay. and not be traditional because at A3 we're innovative idea men. So <laughs> right, the full okay. forwards, uh, Dustin Martin in the pocket, Ben Brown at full forward, and Charles Cameron in the other. Half forward, Paddy Dangerfield, common medalist Jeremy Cameron, and Michael Walters. In the centre, on the wings, we have Adam Trelaw and Jack McRae and Marcus Bontempelli in the guts. Uh, half back, Basha Hawley, Jeremy McGovern, and Tom Stewart. Fullbacks, Dylan Grimes, Harris Andrews, and Nick Haynes. Mm. 
And who are your followers? Yes. Uh, Brody Grundy, followed by a little boy, Lucky Neil, and Paddy Chris, two contested machines. Lovely. And the bench reads, Jack Darling is my forward, Travis Burke is a midfielder, Josh Dunkley is a midfielder, and James Sicily is my utility defender. Who are your missing boffins? Missing boffins, you mentioned the forward, Tom Lynch. I just The only reason I say it is because Tom Hawkins got in and Tom Lynch had a much better season than Tom Hawkins. Ridiculous. More goals. Yeah. That's all. That's the only reason. That's not biased. If it was like, I don't care who, Josh Shackey could have hit 54 goals. and He will one day, Doc. Mark my words. Um, Norton will get 50 before Shackey did. Mids. Or Shackey do. Matt Crouch. Mm. Big one for me, I agree. Mm. I agree with that. Could not believe that he missed out on the 40, considering how amazing he was. Had 47 touches in the final game of the season, just to give them a little reminder that he's still alive and still nothing. <laughs> and last but not least, the guy who me and Doc are actually in love with, Jake Lloyd. Did oh, that was, was going to be my one. That was going to yeah, be my defensive boffin. Oh, he can still be yours. But <laughs> the big thing is, boys, is nah. that you mentioned it, Kat. Mm. Not many rebound defenders, obviously. Led actually, miss- I've got one. Led missing out. Caleb Daniel was a big one who had yeah. a strong first up, dropped off a little bit. Yeah, and he missed a lot of footy with the hamstring. Yeah, and Jake Lloyd, none of those guys in. So, for me, when we come down to the best 22 by the so-called experts in the paper and whatnot in the AFL, I think... Because they know better, apparently. I think Hawley will be a lock for me. Speaking of experts, uh, Robbo named Lockie Hunter in on the wing for his All-Australian team. That's a, Must be watching... That's a, genu- football for <laughs> that's a genuine piss take. Um, Who are your miss-outs? Uh... My defender Daniel Rich. I, th- I think he's. Ha- I think he's been playing career best, career best footy off halfback. And mm. I thought, if it's not Jake Lloyd, it's Daniel Rich. Um, the midfielder. No one said. He- no one said Ricky Henderson. And yeah, I-, I think Ricky Henderson is a more gen- is a more bona fide winger than Lockie Hunter. Lockie Hunter is just a. Un- cool. It's just an uncontested possession specialist. I can get about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, Ricky Hen- Ricky Henderson's going to win their BNF by a country mile this year for Hawthorne. James Warfield, you know. Yeah, Jimmy. Jimmy will be close if That's not. Silly. Has already won it. Nah, I'll give, I'm giving it to Henderson. <laughs> no. okay. All, right. All right, Doc said it. Peter Crimmins' medal's been locked up already. Dust, <laughs> dust your hands off and well done, Ricky. Ship it off to him. Um, and and my forward, I I thought I thought Tim Membry kicked 44 goals in 22 games as a mid-sized forward. So I don't know. Yeah, look, he'd be pretty close, hey. He, he, he won't. He, he wouldn't. He wouldn't make the squad. He wouldn't make the final team of twenty-two. But he'd be at least in the forty. He had Maybe a good year, the big cowboy. Had a, had a good year. Rubbish. Do we want to? We've thought of a way to spice up the quickies this week. The All Australian quickies. Miller's Miller's creation, I believe. Doc's creation. No, no, Doc's no, creation. No, no, How many not. times will it take? Did you suggest the All Australian quickies, no, Doc? He created quickies in general. But who suggested All Australian quickies? Me. Both of us. Oh yeah, both. Of us. Oh, it was a joint effort. You're just well in bed this I morning. I just I just dropped I just dropped the ball. Apparently, dropped the alarm. Slept through my alarm, and it's, it's all been going downhill the since foot. then. All right. Well, I have I have a huge I have a huge quickie, okay. right. a huge one. Hugh McCluggage, does he make the team or not? Twenty two. Twenty two. Yes or no? No. no. I think yes. As I've got him in my team. You, you love you love him. I love him, him too. But it's yeah, look, I, I think he's had a great year, breakout year. But he's not there yet. Not there yet. I'm with Doc. He's not ready yet. Mm. There'd be there'd be quite a few wings that didn't make that team. Brad Hill, as you mentioned, should be on a wing. Should be. Definitely should have. Lockie Hunter does not need to be on a wing. This is for both of you, gentlemen. Yes. Does Nat Fife make the team for 22? Yes. Yes. Just. He makes it. Just. I think he makes it ahead of. Bobby Gray not in the 40 of this realised. Nah, he hasn't had that great of a no, year. Yeah, yeah he no. hasn't. Best player in the competition, according to one Jay Clark. Twelve months ago, <laughs> now he switched it to Marcus Bonapelli. <laughs> I've got one for you, gentlemen. Uh, gentlemen, Daniel Tarley. Daniel Tarley. Does he deserve to be in this squad of forty? Yes or no? I would have had no, it's not over his career, mate. It's this year. This no, year. no. Thank I would you. have had Robbie Tarrant over him. Yes, would have had Robbie. Bigger year. Robbie was robbed. Rather Sam Frost. Robbie robbed. <laughs> Sam Frost is after a, he sprayed uh, his two two kicks. Uh, Disgusting. Feel sorry for Melbourne supporters that had to watch that final minute. I want to ask my quickie: Had Caleb Daniel played every game this year, would he have made the forty? Yes. Uh, Going to say yes. Follow up: Would he have made the twenty-two? No. no. <laughs> Convincing no. Convincing no. Nah, he's a, he, he does he does he does have a tendency to t- he did have a tendency this year to turn it over, and mm. I think that's what's going to kill him in the long run. Was Tim Taranto stiff to make the 40? 
Yes. Yes. Yeah, I agree. It's and hard. So many midfielders. Josh Kelly and or Jeremy Hale make it next year. Next year? Next year. If Kelly can string 22 games together, he absolutely can. Yeah, I agree with that. Was Jeremy Hale stiff? Because he was part of the No, I don't think so. I th- no, I don't think he's had... What about your man, Jack Crisp? Yes, stiff as a... Stiff, stiff as a board. Stiff as a stiff. Stiff as a brick. Stiff as a stiff. <laughs> stiff, eh? Stiff as a dead man. <laughs> yeah, stiff as a dead man. Okay, boys. I got, we, oh, 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 sorry, I was going to say, uh, who gets who gets all Australian captain this year? Cripper. Yeah, Cripper. Cripper. Or Chundy. Are there any other captains in this team? If if Hearn makes it, if Hearn makes it, he should get it. He deserved it last year. Yeah, well, well. Um, but he's the only he's the only bloke in the leadership group, I believe. Uh, Fife's there as well. I don't know if would you would you make Fife? Harris Andrews is vice captain, isn't he? Yeah, he is actually. That would be huge. No, we can't have that would be huge. In a row, captains, can we? That would be huge. If no, Harris but, Andrews falls no, but, but Buddy was captain last year. Buddy and Rance. They were co-captains. Knowing the AFL, they'll make Basher Hooley the captain or something. <laughs> That'd be nice. Have Gary Ablett. Is he captain. even in your leadership group, mate? I'm Patrick Dangerfield. Uh, I'm pretty sure in some way or form. I've got one more. I've got one more. <laughs> yeah, right, though. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I do have one What about more. the Bond? The Bond could be captain. No. He'd be vice captain. Vice captain? He'll be playing. He doesn't have time to concentrate on leadership. Dion Pressure, how. Can he actually? Can he make a serious challenge to yes. be in that last twenty-two next year? Absolutely, he will. This, I'm talking about this year. Yeah, no. Well, well, what about next year? Yes. This year, no. Next year, yes. <laughs> yes, no. No, yes. He's he's a future. He's a future AA. I'll, tr- I'll trade him for one future pick. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, I was going to ask about Max Gorn. No, no. <laughs> oh no, was, he's, he's cracked it. I was no. I was going to ask about Max Gorn. Nobody had nobody had him. None of us here had him in our teams. Mm. I'm not a huge fan of the two ruckmen. I also don't think Max had a good enough year to justify being in the no. Australian. Yeah, team. I, I, um, he'll get in. I reckon. I'm, a, I'm, a, no. yeah, I'm of the belief that he did not have a good also, year. So Clayton Oliver's not in the squad. He was. He's yeah, good. good year, but he played for Melbourne this year. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he played for also, Melbourne. Also, boys, I forgot to mention earlier, Michael Gibbons, cat. Gibbo, what about him? Signed a docky, signed a one-year deal. Freshie. Oh, lovely, fantastic. Uh, he deserves 23, it. Twenty-three, so he's a young Australia lad. only a one-year extension, but. I think know. they're just realizing that. I think that might point towards um, the Blues getting one of their small forward or midfield targets because Gibbons is depth at that point. If they land Canelio to go in the midfield or Jack Martin or Tom Papley in the forward line, Gibbons becomes depth. And also Hugh Goddard as well, who we like. Doc Hill signed on. Yeah, yeah good on him. They can't keep. Cause they can't stop covering uh, injuries to their key defenders, so they need him. They oh, need him. So there. that's pretty much all. Miller, you you've been sitting here for. About ten minutes now with that little post-it note in your hand. Uh, yes. What's on that, mate? Um, I'm what trying to multitask because something else has happened. Someone else has been. Uh, Roos have also delisted Declan Watson, boys. Who? Who? <laughs> Pick, who indeed? Pick is 30. he? Is he also going on the uh, the the what the show that um what's his name's going <laughs> oh, on? Tom Murphy. Uh, yeah, that's. He's no. also going on the Amazing Tom Wilkinson. Race, is he? No, it's Wilkinson, isn't Tom it? Tom Wilkinson. Sorry. Um. So yeah, Can't believe it's that. interesting. This um, Declan, he was drafted pick thirty four in twenty uh, sixteen. Never played a game, so he's gone. And Robert, Northa, Reese sure doesn't mess around. Hey, chop chop. <laughs> right. Well, well, yeah. The amazing race. Tom Wilkinson is uh, heading that way. That's right. That's good. Hope he, I hope he goes far. I want to know. It's, okay, it's tempting so me. This is before we uh, get to. This is the last thing on the show, isn't it now? Well, we can give our. Well, what about we give our tips to the Rising Star? Because that's going to be oh, yeah. big bot. End Sammy of the Walsh. Yeah, big bot. Yeah. Not even close. Big bot. Not what about close. top? What about top three? Walsh, bot, Rosie, Rosie stack. stack. Oh, well, that was in sync. We didn't plan that. Yeah. Okay. okay with well, there's the three. With uh, what about top twenty. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. So there's a what about Josh Battle? What's his chest? He's had a good year. What about Sam Rowe and David Mundy? <laughs> Mundy. All right, go on. All right, go on. Only rookie three. Okay, so. Everyone would be aware, Geelong supporter or not, Chris Scott has been banging on Gillsdorf for about three to six months about getting a home final arranged for the Cattery. Mm-hmm. And I did my research, which I don't do much. But when I do, I get some numbers. He usually just he comes del- in here and spews rubbish out of <laughs> himself. He, he, he delivers. <laughs> in 1981, gentlemen, so a very long time ago, well before our time. No, I was not even close to being born. The Pies finished in second place on the ladder. Geelong finished third that year. Now... Normally, the higher you finish, as you know, you get a home final. But as Prince Vicky Park was 
a beautiful home crowd. It was still not the biggest venue because you know what the biggest venue in Australia was? The MCG. MCG. Same happened with uh, the Bombers. Many times they finished above opponents and did not play at Windy Hill. They played at the MCG. Same with the Tigers. Played all punt road games during the season at home. But where'd the finals get played, Doc? MCG. Dogs. Chad. Played all their home it games. Went the Oval. Went Oval, but they did. They played their finals. Well, I don't think there was any Marvel Stadium around back then, so probably the MCG. So what I've got to say to you, Chris Scott, is open up the history book. Have a flick through the pages and realise that you're not the only one getting hard done by and to pull your socks up and get on it. Whilst we're speaking about Chris Scott, I asked him about the... Uh, about Lockie Personally? Newgate. You asked him personally? Yeah, no, I, I uh, bumped into him after the uh, Geelong win over Carlton. And he tried to punch you. Uh, <laughs> after, after, after the Brisbane-Richmond game, and he told me that um, he wasn't really impressed he didn't make that much impact. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chris. <laughs> oh, Chris, you naughty boy. I mean, come on, Chris Scott, pull your head in. Vlog. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. He kept it PG. Well, do you boys have anything else to say before we close out the show? Yeah, I've just enjoyed this. It's been good. Oh, that's yeah, fa- good one. That's fantastic. Are we going to Are we going to do the bottom ten teams in review next week? What are yes, we? What are on we the week off? Yeah, on I the- think uh, I would suggest that we go from ninth down to like thirteenth. Yeah, righto. Bit of a detailed so look. Get, get, stay in tune for that. Let's get our get our glasses on, get our lab coats on, do a bit of Jordan Lewis style yeah, scientific awesome. research, okay. and uh, we'll come at you with a bit of reviews about all those clubs next Perfect, week. Bro. Well, thank you for joining us this week on the A340 Podcast. Uh, make sure you follow us on our socials, A340 Podcast on Facebook, at A340 Podcast on Instagram. We have the email. We're still waiting for more emails to come in. I did send myself, did send one in this week personally to the podcast, but it was for different purposes. <laughs> under, the, under the pseudonym of uh, Rocco. <laughs> under the pseudonym of my dad's name. Papa. <laughs> he likes to say it's his papa's name. It's, uh, um, it's definitely his. And... Was, uh, yes, the email. We love that. iTunes and Spotify, we're on those. You can give us ratings and uh, leave little reviews on iTunes as well, and that would be really helpful if you could leave any feedback or thoughts. We love to hear from all our wonderful listeners. So, so? Yes. I've been Alex Catalano. I've been Alex Miller. I've been Alex Doherty. And you, they, these guys want me to play it. Um, we, we, ha- we have a, we have a, a gentleman... In the Swinburne area, by, by the name of Peter Mercado, the wonderful Pete. We love him. We he, do love him. We love him, and he. I wish he. I hope he. Hope he loves us back because <laughs> we do love him. He's given us a few stinging criticisms on our podcast a couple <laughs> times, which we do. We do love. Thank you, Peter. He's and got it, many more years of experience over us. Any criticisms? Good criticism, if you ask me. But we picked up this. Well, Cat picked it up on the weekend. It was yes. a bit of bit of commentary footage from uh, the Box Hill Collingwood game. He does commentary. On, on VFL, so good on you, Pete, and hopefully we can come on and have have a couple of comments ourselves. Doc's having a crack right now. <laughs> anyway. No, 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 I'm I'm being genuine here. I love him. <laughs> I like him. Big Petey. Big Petey Pump. Yeah, all right. Let's get to the clip. All right. 60, ball spills free. Hacking it on the boot is Bird. High, high ball inside 50 again. Oxley coming out to meet it. He was dispossessed. Quick kick out of the pack. It's a goal! should just about be enough to see the Hawks into the finals. That was a skipper again, I think. It was. He picked... Thank you for listening, and well done, Pete.